Unfolding the eternal excellences, the hidden insights of the truth and the depth of the riches of wisdom and knowledge. The Bible says, I have cleansed thee by the word. I have not pointed to your weaknesses. He says, I have cleansed thee by the word. I have pointed to your strength. And this is your strength, that I am Christ in you, the hope of glory. The glory of freedom, the glimpses into eternity. The gospel is not supposed to be an assumption. It's not supposed to be just a mere presupposition. Truth is older than language, but the word of God is way deeper than any human language. And now, Apostle Grace with the word. Stand amazed in your presence. There is nothing you cannot do. I stand amazed in your presence. There is choice to know. Tell him I stand amazed. I stand amazed in your presence. There is nothing you cannot do.
This is the presence of God here. This is the presence of God here. This is the presence of God here. There's a presence of God here. There's a presence of God here. There's a presence of God here. Oh, Mandarabasti. Been frustrated at your workplace. God is changing things now. Now. Not tomorrow. Now. Now. I see God remove fibroids of somebody's body now. God is cutting them out. If somebody has been having a swelling in your left breast, check your breast now. That swelling has disappeared. Just check it. If you still feel that swelling, come here. If you, I feel somebody has a swelling in your left breast. It is going now. If you feel it has left, shout hallelujah. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Listen, if you have any abnormal growth on your body, There is an anointing present right now. 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 I feel funny growths are going now. I know when God does those things. I know when God does those things. swelling disappeared out of your your body I want you to raise your hand now come, come and testify come and tell us what has left I feel swellings are going 
Now, if a swelling can disappear, what about a bacteria? What about a virus? I feel God is healing somebody. I feel God is healing somebody. I feel God is healing somebody. Thank you, Lord. If you feel something, a swelling has just disappeared off your body, come and testify now. Now. I feel swellings are leaving now. In the name of Jesus. Thank you, Lord Jesus. I feel swellings are leaving now. Funny growths on your body. Check yourself. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord Jesus. The power of God is here. The power of God is here. The power of God is here. Is here. Power of God is here. What has left you? I had swellings on both of my breasts, but the moment Papa spoke about it, I just felt them leave. You felt them disappear. Somebody clap for Jesus. Clap for Jesus. Clap for Jesus. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. If you have any swelling, I feel there's an anointing to make it go. Deuteronomy 32 verses 8. Um, recently I was at church on Sunday and I was preaching about something. Then the Holy Spirit prompted me to minister or share about something very distinct. Um, and I promised them that I would share it very soon. But then I realized if I don't share it now, I'll have that whole list of things to do. And I hate having backlog because I have many things I've promised people to share. But some of which we don't carry the qualifications to, to hand over to certain people. Not that we're not qualified to minister the very things. But because sometimes it's very important for you to first weigh um, what is really beneficial for people to know. Praise the Lord Jesus Christ. Um, there are things in the, in the gospel that are commandments. Praise the Lord. They are commandments. And there are things that we can speak not of commandment. Even Paul says. He says, and this I speak by permission and not of commandment. Praise the Lord Jesus. There are things that are commandments in the spirit. But there is a negotiation also in God to seek permission. To speak things by permission. But the very things sometimes we speak are not necessarily permission. I mean commandment. Hallelujah. There are things that every minister must minister. Are you with me? There are things that every man of God must minister. They are commands. That's the primary principles. Paul calls them the first principles of the oracles. That is why you realize that when Jesus is giving us instruction, he says... Teach them the things I have commanded thee. Praise the Lord. He says, teaching them to observe all the things whatsoever I have commanded you. And lo, I am with you, Lord, until the end. The things that we are mandated, it's a must for us to preach them. The things that are commandments for us to teach by Jesus. 
But there are things that are not commandments. In other words, some of those things we seek permission because we seek to establish them in a certain pattern and course. Or because there is a conviction in our heart that we must minister the very things. Hallelujah. You see, some people think that the gospel is a place where everything God reveals to you, you share. Everything God shows you, you share. Praise the Lord Jesus. But that's not how the gospel is. The gospel is that certain things are beneficial, certain things are permissible. Hallelujah. And as the Lord continues to deal with you, you realize that there are things that are revealed to you but might not necessarily be beneficial to people. Are you with me? And therefore sometimes the maturity of love is to the seeking of those things that edify men rather than the knowledge that should puff you up. That's why the Bible says that knowledge puffeth up, but love what? Edifies. Sometimes the place of love is when we refuse to reveal certain things, not because they are not revealed to us, but because they are not of necessity to the men with whom we, we, we have to deal with. Hallelujah. Why? Because divine counsel equals to the lives of men. Never forget that. That is why Paul says, I'm accountable of no man's blood because I have revealed the whole counsel. In other words, the only thing that qualifies him not to be accountable of any man's blood is because he has revealed the whole counsel. That means that 90% of counsel revealed means 10% of death. That means that 95% of counsel revealed, that means 5% of death. That means that 50% of counsel revealed, 50% of death. Are you hearing me? The more we reveal Christ, the more God deals with us to reveal Christ as of what is given to us by mystery and counsel to reveal to men is the more we save lives. Somebody say amen. Hallelujah. So, um, I felt led to share something about the spirit, you know, of sonship. You get it? The spirit of sonship. It's going to begin complicated, but you'll understand in the end. Let's read. One, two, let's go. Uh Uh-huh. When the Most High divided to the nations their inheritance, when he separated the sons of Adam, he set the bounds of the people according to the number of the children of Israel. Are you with me? The Bible says that when the Most High divided the nations their inheritance, when he separated the sons of Adam, he set the bounds of the people according to the number of the children of Israel. Now, if you study the root words that are used, you realize that there was an error in the last word, children of Israel. The Masoretic picks that rendering as children of Israel. But when you read the original form of language, it's not children of Israel. Are you hearing me? I'll explain why. Why is God drawing a distinction between the sons of Adam and the children of Israel? If indeed the first lineage of Adam was automatically Israel. Do you understand what I mean? Could you by any chance be having the revised standard version? The guy of the projector. RSV. Thank you for the RSV. Let's read it. Listen. When the Most High... Listen. Gave to the nations their inheritance. When he separated the sons of men, that's Adam, he fixed the bounds of the peoples according to the number of the sons of God. Did you hear that? 
I read it again. It says, when the Most High gave the nations their inheritance, every nation received its inheritance, right? The Bible says, when he separated the sons of men, you know, and put them in different nations, he fixed the bounds or boundaries of the people according to the number of the sons of God. He fixed the bounds of the people which he separated according to the number of the sons of God. That's why the message version tries to explain something there. If you read in the message, he says, When the high God gave the nations their stake, even their place on the earth, he put each of the peoples within boundaries under the care of divine guardians. Who are the divine guardians? Come on! Who are divine guardians? Now look at the mind of God. <laughs> look at the mind of God. He gets Uganda. He puts Apostle Grace. He gets Tanzania. Put your name. <laughs> I don't know if you understand what I'm trying to tell you. But the Christian is still believing God for a plot of land. <laughs> In Mukono. <laughs> Do you understand what I'm trying to say? What if the children of God are too many for the nations? Well, God will create more nations for the children of God. <laughs> and then somebody says, but it seems to be the reality now, present. And why, does I, why do I say that it's the reality now, present? Why? Because we realize that the Christians are too many to own nations. It's simple, because the church lost a certain place. Let me tell you the mind of the spirit. If a man says I'm going to pastor a million people, it is the responsibility of heaven to make people reproduce those people. It's not the responsibility of the government to reproduce those people. It doesn't matter how many people are in that nation. No. He drew boundaries according to the numbers of the children of God. Now if it is so, there can be more nations than we read on the face of the earth. Who has understood what I'm saying? But the Christian is still believing for the plot of land. We are believing to win battles and lose wars. Are you hearing me? The man to whom God told, ask me of nations. Ask me of nations. Listen, God wasn't joking. When God said, ask me of nations, it wasn't a joke. It wasn't a sick joke. And when he said nation, he didn't mean Kampala. That's a city in a nation. Are you hearing me? The Bible says, ask me and I will give you the nations as your inheritance and the utmost parts of the world as your possession. He said, you ask. But the Christian is asking for land and a job. I'm believing God for a job. He said, you ask me for nations. Ask me for nations. Ask and say, I want a nation. But what if a hundred of us ask for the same nation? That's my problem as God to fix. It's not your problem. He said you ask. You see, the problem is not God. The problem is you. But again, you read the Bible and say, with God all things are possible. What do you mean with God all things are possible? It means with God all things are possible. It's possible for God to create that nation for you. If he has to. In, if he has to increase the, the infant, rate, he will do it. Do you understand what I'm trying to say? 
There are certain people who are alive because of what you saw. They should have died. But they are part of the other number that is in your bundle. No, you are believing God for a job. You believe in God for a job. You believe in God for a plot of land. You know, I'm starting to take God very serious. When God says ask, He said ask. Why do you even waste your time debating and thinking it through? How will it happen? He said, ask. You just ask. You ask. You ask. You ask. Abata, now you ask. He said, Ask me. I will give. What does Mr. Bible say? What does Mr. say? Uh-uh. What do you want? What do you want? Name it. You, what do you want? He says, Name it. Nations as present, continents as a price. Continue. <laughs> you can command them all to dance for you. <laughs> Tomorrow's trash. Sometimes I'm thinking, do Christians know who they are? Oh my God. Oh my God. No, read it again. Read it again. He says, what do you want? You name it. Nations. That's why I told you people are in trouble with us. <laughs> Presidents will come and say, you're my pastor. Prime Minister will say, no, you're my woman of God. If you, you think I should not attack this nation, I won't attack it. Come on. He said, you, what do you want? You name it. Name it. Name it. Nations. Do you want nations? Now I'm, t- I'm trying to change your mindset. Because now you are still believing God for a job. Oh, that's why you came. Happy New Year. Listen, bless you. What do you want? I know you're working in a bank 24 hours. What do you want? I know you're working in an NGO, but what do you really want? He says, name it. Do you want nations as a present? Do you want continents? I mean, one man, one man like this, Charles Grandison Finney, shook a whole continent. One man like this, one man. He got to a level in God where he just used to sit in trains and pass through New York and the whole city gets slain. Not because he prayed that they'll get slain. No. They are, they are in his bundle. <laughs> oh, Makatelepa! But, uh, Apostle, the landlord is on my case. First, what do you want? Do you want rent money? Do you want us to get you rent money? But I don't even have fees. My children, they go, do you want fees? You want fees. Are you hearing me? You continue asking for what? For fees. I don't know that you understand what I'm saying. One man like this, the whole continent. One man like, one man, the whole continent. The Bible says, listen, what the message says, they will dance for you. They will dance for you. Oh, Hallelujah. He said, what do you want? What do you want? The whole world. 
own words. For what? For praise. You see, you can command them. You can command them. Oh! To what? You see, some of you don't understand. When I was growing up, me and my brother Ronnie, the guy I follow, who is a pastor now, mommy remembers those days. My dad used to drink, now he stopped, of course. He has a praying wife, how can he be funny? You understand? But remember one time this guy would get so drunk and say, Grace, where are you? Say, Ronnie, where are you? He says, dance for me. How many of you dance for drunk daddies? Put up your hand. Put up, don't fear. Even me, I dance. You get in the living room, you start dancing. He says, ah, ah. Change the style. Then you say, he says, no, you change the style. He says, I don't want that one. Check it. Imagine America doing that. <laughs> South Africa doing this. Hallelujah. Oh. Oh. You see, we used to read scriptures that say the gospel is foolishness. But men never spoke foolish stuff. the gospel is foolishness. But every time I used to hear people, there is nothing they spoke that was foolish. They spoke stuff that is predictable. God gives you a husband. Come on, even Muslims have husbands. God is going to give you a job. Oh, even the heathens have jobs and food. We want you to start speaking and men say, I ain't no. There's something wrong with you. I refuse to be predictable. I refuse to be predictable. I refuse to be predictable. That's where you are. Marriage unpredictable. Job unpredictable. Man on your account unpredictable. Ministry unpredictable. Oh! I don't know that you understand what is happening now. Oh, you want a job. The gospel is foolishness. But men used to hear us and it made sense and they never got born again, but they were listening. Listen, it's about time we started to do things that don't make sense. You wake up in the morning and you don't have any coin on you. You go to, 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 to a car bond. You ask the guy, what is the most expensive car? Mm. How much? 200 million. <laughs> Tell your neighbor I'm crazy. So that when you reach time to pay, the guy asks you, so are you paying by cash or check? He says, uh uh-uh, by any means. So do you have an account? You tell him no. Then they say, this is foolish. Yes, now you've started preaching. <laughs> Hallelujah. That's why every time I think about you, I tell people, I worry. Me and Pastor Zach and Pastor, we are worried. And Pastor, we are worried. Every time we think about where you're going, we are worried. No, we are not exciting you. No, we are worried about you. Listen. If Bill gets 
The other is telling me, Bill Gates has three times the amount of money we use every year. One guy. Bill Gates. That means if he wants to buy three Ugandans, eh, what do you want? Name it. So you want to work for Microsoft and IBM. <laughs> Abraham. The Bible says after Lot was separated with him, he told him, look from whence thou art. Look north. Look east. Look west and south. For as far as your eye can see, that I've given you. Abraham refused to see with the physical eye. He entered the spirit and walked around the globe. And the next day God came to make a covenant with him and told me, Thou art now a father of nations. You're you, He told him, You are now a father of nations. But he, he, he had a choice to see Canaan only. He had a choice to imagine Kampala. God would give it to him. In one account, the man is walking. He says, Walk. You understand? Now the scriptures tell you by faith, he sojourned through the land. By faith, he sojourned through the land with the patriarchs in his bosom. Isaac and Jacob, they were inside him. The guy is, is imagining through the land. He's walking in the spirit. He's walking in the spirit. He starts to see Uganda. He imagines how it can look like. He looks at Rwanda. He looks at the whole world. And he says, no, this is how far I can walk. After walking the world, he got tired. And God tells him now, I change your name from Abraham to Abraham, which is father of all nations. We can't walk us anymore. Walk out. When you hear scientists speaking, saying there is life on Mars, what do you think they are doing? There's a Christian sitting in Mars like this. I want to slap somebody. There's a Christian sitting in Mars. He's saying... And they are going to discover more planets while we are still alive. They are going to discover more planets. Okay, watch this. If I be a man of God, they will discover another one soon. You will hear me. Hey! They also found another one which was not among the seven, you know. Why? Because some of us are walking out of us. Now you see how we can't eat the same food? <laughs> Did you understand? Do you now understand why, why we are different? Because we are not only walking on planet Earth. The gospel we are preaching is going to change the whole solar system. It's going to, it's going to go in the cosmos and change the direction of satellites to look a certain way. But you see, the problem with you is you can't place yourself. Yes, even as a businessman, you can do business in Mars. You see, God shouldn't have said these words. That with me, everything is possible. When you say everything, it means it goes past any human imagination of anything that can be possible to a human being. The fact that I'm thinking, the Bible says in Genesis, nothing they imagine. Oh, nothing. 
they imagine shall be impossible with them. Nothing. These people having one language and one sound. He says, behold, these people is one, and they have one language, and they have, and this they begin to do. And now, he says, now, now, he says, nothing will be restrained from them which they imagine. That's why you must change your imagination. Don't picture your mother dying, Simanya having problems, the landlord knocking. No. Imagine different things. Start to set your mind on crazy stuff only. This is preparation period. I told people Panera has not yet started. When we start, the whole world will know. North, east, south, west. When we start, we've not yet started. You just, in April, hey, what's this Panera? There's a meeting. Say, so, yeah, we are just in a preparation stage. We are just writing chapters. We've not yet begun. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. But the things you're saying. No, the, the problem is not that stuff I'm saying. No, the problem is the stuff you're seeing. That's not, the problem is not what I'm saying. No, the problem is how far your mind has been. Condensed. You are thinking small. You imagine small. Now, I just read your scripture. This God, when he was forming up nations, he set the places of different men, the sons of Adam, in different places. And the Bible says he drew boundaries according to the number of the sons of God. The Bible, the message calls us divine guardians. <laughs> guardians of, of, of the universe. Dopakai. You're literally looking after this nation. That's why I told people, war can't happen. No. No. It's not we refuse it, no. Even it's, it itself, it knows. I told you, it's tough responding to you. You have to get to a place where you know. You see, when, when you form your own world, you see, when the Bible says you're in the world, but you're not of this world, it means when you form your world, okay, and draw the laws that govern your world. You must understand that you are spirit. And therefore we are governed by spiritual laws. Sorry, Like there is natural laws. There are spiritual laws. Gravity. When you mention anything. That's why your Lord would simply walk on water. Because he's bored with earthly wars. He's trying to tell them. Laws, sorry. He's trying to tell them I'm not subject to that law. Of, of sinking in water. Now if my Lord can do that. And he says and this is love made perfect. That we might have confidence in that day for us. He is so are we. It means I can't have a plane crash. Simply. I don't even enter a plane and say, I'm praying for Johnny Mercies. The Christ can't believe for Johnny Mercies. No. The journey needs mercy. Not me. Where is your boasting? Seven faith. And what is faith? The substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. Okay, I'm going to tell you what I'm going to tell you. Learn those things. Get in that mirror and look at yourself with your funny face and say, Darling, your heart. Your heart. These people go in the mirror and then they look at their eyes. Oh. Oh. No! Go in the mirror and sit differently. 
I've done this thing since campus. I just go in the mirror and say, Apostle Grace, my God, you're rich. Oh, you're deep. You're so deep. And then I surprise myself, are you sure? Yeah. <laughs> Listen, some of us would have fainted if we had not believed to see. The goodness of God would not have survived. We would have fainted if we had not believed to see that. If we had not believed. And this is the spirit of faith. For as we believe and as we speak, it's a spirit. No man has faith and doesn't talk crazy. Come on. No man has faith and doesn't talk crazy. Somebody says, Well, I have a wedding. I'm trying to raise money. How much? 50 million. That's little. Come on. Raise it. Learn to speak crazy. Learn to speak crazy. That's why you see. Somebody will need to first go and undo the words you, di- you said. To destroy you. Nobody can destroy you. Because they will need to go to where you said those words. And they weren't there. Do you understand? Or rather, they are too late. Do you understand where I'm coming from? Learn to get into a mirror every morning and then you just look at yourself and then say crazy things. You understand? Things that even you, you'll first... You understand? Me, sometimes I forcefully scare myself. You're this. And then it's, ay, 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 ay. That was heavy, you say. So I try the difference between the man which is speaking in me and the man which is surprised outside me. You must do that movie. It's wonderful. to yourself. Are you sure? (laughs) Hallelujah. Hallelujah. You see, let me explain this. There is a false humility that has come in the church. It crept in unawares. And that false humility has robbed men of who they really are. Many people are even too afraid. They think it's humble to say. Um, one time somebody stood and said, I'm not a great man of God. I'm not a big man of God. No. I'm a man with a big God. Then people said, hallelujah. I said, no, that's wrong. <laughs> the Bible says, I have made your name great. But now i where do you read your stuff from? That's what the Bible says. He says, I will make thee a great nation. I will make thee a great nation. It's not you who made yourself. great. He says, I will make thee a great nation. And I will bless thee. I'll make your name great. I'm no, I'm not a great man. No, I'm a man with a great God. I'm not a great man of God. Come on, you continue. Tell your neighbor I'm a great woman of God. Tell him. Greatness is in my spirit. That's false humility. Yeah. Yeah. And because your name is great, you'll get to places where people will say, Brian, and they'll know the exact Brian they're talking about. There are many, but you, you, you're different. Ah. 
mess up the name of Jesus. Up to today, there are men called Jesus. But even if I remove the J and call it Y and say yes, the little man will walk. Because the identity of that name carries the greatness that goes and superabounds beyond any pronunciation. It's greater than pronunciation. It's greater than whether you call it Yes or Jesus or Jesus. No. The one you're calling knows. That's why they call distinctions. There are many Sarahs, but you, when they say Sarah, they'll know they're meaning you. When they say Paul, the heavens will be meaning you. They can't mean anybody. If another Paul is there, let him also claim it. That's his problem. Listen, the, the, the earth, God created the earth enough for any man to create his dream. That's right. This earth is not small. That's right. It's not small. That vacuum up there, it's empty. It's waiting for the manifestation of you and I. But you're here wasting time. Do you understand where I'm coming from? Can you listen to these words and stay no more? Can you enter your office like a normal woman who is my God, the manager is... No! Something must change! Oh yes, I have a great God, but I'm great too. That's the truth. You put your name small, be humble. Let your name be simple. I'm simple, I'm humble, I'm down to earth. God, I am nothing. Continue. You're something. You're something. When a man says I'm nothing and he's not born again, he's right. But a man who's born again can't say that I'm nothing. You're something. He says the first man is of the earth, earthy, and the second man is the Lord from above. Eh? I think, Lord, they meant Jesus. Then he says, oh yes, <laughs> Galatians 4.1. <laughs> he says that, Galatians, he says, now I say that the heir, as long as he is a child, Nepios, differeth nothing from a servant, though he be Lord. He's Lord. But because he's a babe, the Bible says he is a child. He differs nothing from a what? From a servant. He differs nothing from a servant. Though he be Lord of all. You, listen, when you become born again, you receive that anointing of lordship. Meaning, when you walk Kampala Road, it knows the Lord is walking. Then I saw some guy who calls himself Murodi where Kampala, he laughed. I said, when Apostle Grace is here, put your name. <laughs> Murod. Murod. Come on. When you're there, you. You. Some people need correction. They need correction. Are you hearing me? They need to be corrected. But you see, that is the difference. Between a man who's grown in God and a man who is still young. The pendulum, remember? Nepios Teleos. Nepios Teleos. That's the essence of the fivefold ministry. He gave some prophets, pastors, teachers, evangelists, all these kinds of people. He says, For the 
perfecting, the growing. For the perfecting. Verse 13. Yeah, till we come in the unity of the faith and the knowledge of the Son, and to a teleos man, and to the measure of the stature of the fullness of Christ. That one therefore perfect man is teleos. The pastor, the prophet, the teacher, evangelist, all of these guys, they are all doing one thing. Perfecting you. Perfecting you. To a place, growing you, maturing you every day. And to a teleos, a spiritually mature man. Did you know that the root word for nepios is a man which is not taught? What actually makes you a spiritual baby is when you're not taught. It doesn't matter how gifted. Don't get it wrong. You can be so gifted, but a babe. That's why Paul saw the same problem in the, in the church. He says, a point not a novice. It means there was something that can work in a man's gift. He can raise dead men and open blind eyes and prophesy and heal and do all these kinds of things. And they say, ah, I think this man should be the pastor. But he's a novice. He's a novice. She's a novice. She's a novice. So the Bible says, not a novice, least being lifted up with pride, he may fall into condemnation of the devil. It means that some people, even though they are gifted, they require a certain place of maturity. That's what I'm trying to talk about. The gift on you won't save you from cancer. Don't be mistaken. But there's a place in maturity where they can tell you that you have cancer and you just laugh. Ah! Nepios, a babe, an infant, little child, a minor, not of faith, metaphorically childish, untaught. And unskilled. So the pastor, the teacher, the evangelist, the prophet, the, 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 the whatever, what? the apostle, they are all there for one thing to grow you from the pills to what? There is a part where every of these five and four ministry carries a teaching grace on them. They might not be necessarily teachers, but their actions can teach. Are you hearing me? Because that's how the Christ was. Every miracle of the Christ taught. Every miracle. He just didn't do miracles. I said, hey, you see? I can fly. See? I can walk on water. Look. No. Jesus had to teach a man something. That was his mandate. That everything he does should teach you something. If you're not a teacher and you're a healing machine, heal to teach. So that every healing meeting, you're teaching somebody else to heal. That's what they call impartation. Are you hearing me? And as men adopt and grow, it's easy to impart. He says, and how be it? We speak this wisdom to them which are perfect, which are teleos. Not the wisdom of this world, which is about to be brought to nothing. But that wisdom which is of God. For had the prophets of long known, they would not have crucified the Lord. He said, how be it? Give the Amplified. How be it? We speak wisdom. Uh Uh-huh. Amplified. He says, when we were among the full-grown, spiritually mature Christians who are ripe in understanding, he says, we do impart. There's a place where we can't teach only. We carry a certain place of impartation. We don't just teach. Somebody say, wow, I understood it. No. That's why the learning patterns of a man which matures in God are deeper than just the words spoken. A man which is mature can carry an impartation from another spiritual man. This is, I know, I don't need that impartation. No, that's pride. You're Nepios. <laughs> You're babe. I told people, it's pride to go to a mountain to ask for something a man of God has. It's pride. It's pride. 
You imagine Jesus was walking Nazareth and then Peter says, no, me, I'm going to seek God. <laughs> you first. First. But look at such qualifications. He says, when we were among full-grown, spiritually mature Christians who are ripe in understanding, he says, we do impart a higher wisdom, the knowledge of the divine plan previously hidden. He says, but it is indeed not a wisdom of this present what? Age. Oh, of this world. No, of the leaders and rulers of this age who are being brought to nothing and are doomed to pass away. And that is why any ministry that is not built on the wisdom of the Spirit shall pass away. It shall pass away. It doesn't matter how gifted the man is. No. The giftings create room. The scriptures are clear. But they don't expand the room, neither sustain the man in the room. There's a certain maturity that is necessary. Now, if the Bible tells you of a place where there is a wisdom being brought to nothing, it means that every time we get the gospel and apply the wisdom of men, our ministries, administration is brought to nothing. That is why Paul's sensitivity to ministry is not just ministry to men because of what I know. It's the waiting upon ministry. He says that a teacher teaches one which exhorteth exhort. But when it comes to our ministry, he says, he says, let us wait on our ministry. Let us, go, let us wait on it. You have to allow God to work in you a certain way before you enter the lives of men to say, I'm going to minister. Now, there is a place where the perfection of love has exposed the fading away of knowledge. Just imagine. Just imagine. Even anything that seems like knowledge, it carries a place of fading away. A prophecy can be fulfilled. Are you hearing me? But there's an end of things that must sustain me after everything I define as knowledge. And that's something eternal in God. It's maturity. It's the things that qualify me in the ranks of the Spirit. It is deeper than what I said last week or what I spoke last month. No. It's the consistency of a life that comes from a relationship. With the spirit. Are you hearing me? If that relationship is not there, when I get among men which are mature, I will not impart. I will only minister questions to the hearts of hearers rather than godly edification, which is in faith. And therein now will I understand that I'm still working under the laws of this world and not under the grace that takes me to the end of commandment, which out of it is a Pure love out of a pure conscience and faith and faith. And he says, from which many have swerved away into vain junglings. It's like that. Many guys are now speaking plain. The, do you know a Christian saying, I believe God. I, but whatever they're saying, they don't even know what they're saying. They don't even know what they're saying. I was sharing with somebody, I told him, that's the thing with Timothy. Paul is telling Timothy. He says, there are men which desire. I'll teach that one day. To be teachers of the law. He says they know, they understand not what they say. Neither from where they are from. You see, it's one thing when I don't have an understanding of what I'm explaining. But when I carry its source. It means I'll get to a man and not know how to, how to teach him how to heal. But I'll heal him that he will know that I carry the source of healing. But it's another when I don't even understand healing. Neither carry the source of it. And I'm teaching healing. You understand? So he says, today I came to talk about financial prosperity. The guy is indebted. <laughs> Do you understand what I'm trying to tell you? That is why the true order of events is simple. That I may make it manifest as I ought to preach it or teach it. Are you hearing me? He says that I may make it manifest as I ought to speak it. What does the next verse say? 
to walk in wisdom towards them that are without, redeeming the time. It's the primary place of redeeming. The time. Not time. The time. The time is eternal. Time is earthly. I'm not talking about your earthly time. No, I'm talking about heavenly time, eternal time. Do you know how we have wasted people's time? No people have prayed. No people have prayed. Everywhere they say, now it is there. Christians, you know our church, how Christians these days, my God. They were like, what? Even football fans are more faithful. They have supported Liverpool since over when? Because they have beaten us. But I've never left it. Because we never walk alone. We carry manda rabasete. Pakatelema. Zile brosekete. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Somebody say wisdom is imparted. In my spirit. In the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. So. He says that how be it when we were among the full-grown spiritually mature Christians who are ripe in understanding, we do impartation over wisdom. Things that ought to come out of words don't only come with words, but they come with a certain weight to change the course of a man's destiny, literally by speech. That's right, that's right. So you never take for granted the things that are spoken when you qualify a man. That's why a man ought to be teaching. You can't say me, nobody teaches me. I know everything. Okay, continue. <laughs> you wake up. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. You see, the general fact is this, and I'll show you something in John, chapter 1, verse 12. Let me show you something. I want to show you a small mystery before we finish. Are you okay with that? Uh-huh. Read. One, two, three, let's go. <clears throat> but as many as what? Uh-huh. Of God. Uh-huh. Next verse. Not of blood, nor of the will of flesh, nor of the will. But give it to me the amplified from 12. Read it, uh huh. As did receive him and welcome him, he gave the authority, power, privilege, right to become children of God. That is, who believe in him and have trust in and rely on his name. Uh-huh. Who? All their birth, neither to bloods, nor to the will of the flesh, that of physical impulse, nor to the will of man, of a natural father, but to God. The Bible says, they are born. Now, when you read John 1.12, it says, for as many as received him, he gave them the power to become sons or children. The word there used is technon. The Greek word there is technon. Now, the Greek definition of technon, in its own simplest sense, direct descendant by sperm. Like you look like your father. He's, 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 you're a direct descendant. You're a direct descendant. Your offspring. Technon can't go any further than that. You are a direct seed, sperm, 
The very sperm that gets out of God is what begat you. He just said, I've given you the right, and you became a son. Oh! When you read Technon, you understand? It's entirely the real seed of God. So, according to God, you're his child. You get my point? A hundred percent. A hundred percent. You get my point? Now, that's where Christians have a problem. I've only seen it in the Christian faith where children fear to share the father's name. Cults. Only in the Christian faith. They are too humble. He said, ye are gods. Ye are gods. Ye are gods. You, you are God. And he says, of which the scriptures, he says, he says, he says, that's grace. He says, isn't it written in your law? See, I choke Isn't it written in your law that ye are gods? He says, if he called them gods and to whom the word of God came, and the scripture cannot be broken. If he called them gods, what about you? Listen, children of God are gods. Ah, no. Me, I'm a, I'm a humble man with a great God. Continue. Jesus said, is it not written in your law? What does the message say? Reading the message, that particular verse. Jesus said, I'm only quoting your inspired scriptures where God says, I tell you your gods. If God called your ancestors gods and the scripture doesn't lie, <laughs> If God did it, your ancestors. Now those men were not born again, but he could call them God by right. Ah, me, man. I'm unworthy. Continue being unworthy. As he is, so are you. Now, how can you have that mentality? And the doctor tells you, um, we found cancerous cells. <laughs> cancerous cells. Cancerous cells. Have you ever heard that Jesus Christ, when he was three, Mary took him to a local pharmacy because he was having a flu? No! No! These people are saying things. Yes, now it's starting to sound foolish. The gospel now is starting to sound foolish. There was a time it was too reasonable. Techno. Hallelujah. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Let me show you another time. Romans 8, 14. Let's read. Uh-huh. For as many as are led by the Spirit of God, they are the sons of God. Now, there's a problem there. If you're technon, that scripture can't be read that way. If you're technon, if you're already a child of God, you don't need the leading of the Spirit to be. As a matter of fact, if you're a child of... It would have read like, for as many as the children of God, they are led by the Spirit. He reads that for as many as are led of the Spirit of God, so are they the children. Because if you read it that way, and you put the word sons there as technon, it presupposes that the Spirit first leads me, and then I become a son. Yet, I believed on his name, and I became a son. So that means that the rendering there for sons is not techno, it's heels. 
Are you with me? It's heels. If you read the Greek word there, it's not technon, it's heels. He says, for as many as a what? Give me the amplified of the same. Amplified. Uh-huh. For all who are led by the Spirit of God are what? Sons of God. All of them who are led of the Spirit of God are what? Are sons of God. But don't you think the rendering would have been they are sons of God and therefore they are led by the Spirit. So which goes precedent here? Is, is, is the sonship precedent of the leading or is the leading precedent of the sonship? Muslimu. The sonship is president of... So if God was using technon there, he would say, the sons of God are led of the Spirit. The aftermath of being a child of God means that you're led of the Holy Spirit. But here when he says, for as many as are led by the Spirit of God, so are they the child of God, he talks about heels. And heels is the Greek word that explains the general form of relationship. That's the place of relationship. It's not a place of seed and nature. Take right. none by nature. Are you hearing me? But indifferent as heels. Uh, you get it? He's take none. That's 100% true. But when it comes to the relationship, they're indifferent. There are many technons who are not heels. Many. So yes, he's born of God. And that's a fact. But he can't be led by the Holy Spirit. He doesn't even hear the voice of God. Now he says, for as many as are led by the Spirit, those are the ones who are heels. The translation there is, they are in a relationship. He's talking about, that means there's a place of, of, of becoming a child of God by reason of relationship. In fact, that's how the whole Old Testament people lived. There were relationships. Because Jesus had not died and risen again. The whole Old Testament experiences were heosis without the technon life. That is why they are given <laughs> exosia, not dunamis. Behold, I give you power to trample on snakes and scorpions. But right there, he didn't give them dunamis, he gave them exosia. They only had the right and authority to do it, but they didn't have the very power. So they needed to borrow power of the man to exercise. When you became born again, listen. The Bible says he gave you power to become techno. I don't know that you understand what I'm saying. Do you understand what I'm saying? You don't borrow power from on high and say power. No, you are a power center yourself. Otamura do the power. Are you hearing me? Everywhere you move demons say power. There is power. There is power. Soon you're going to see a video of a woman who had vibrates. Somebody told them, eh, hey, over we call Apostle Grace and he prays for you. Then she says, yeah, maybe. Over they pray for me. Then the person told her, ah, the fact that we've mentioned his name, the fibroids are gone. <laughs> she went to the doctor. Guess what? <laughs> I will make your name great. I mean, if you can mention a certain man's name and then they allow you to enter. Hey, where are you going? Exactly where Jesus wants me to go. <laughs> are you hearing me? Let's go back to Romans. He says, for as many as what? Romans, Romans 8, 14. He says, as many as are led by the Spirit. Are they now 
the hills is of God. Uh-huh. Next verse, let's continue. For he says, You have not received the spirit of bondage again to what? But you have received the spirit again, the word there for adoption is heals of heals of a relationship by which you what you cry about father, and then he says, For ye have not what the spirit itself what bears witness itself that we are the technon of God. Actually, that the word there is technon. I was amazed. Heals, heals technon. Okay, so now let's read it again in the right rendering, begin from 14. For as many as are led by the Spirit of God are they the technon, the heels of God. Uh-huh. For you have not received the spirit of bondage again to fear, but you've received the spirit of heels, whereby we cry, Abba, Father. For the Spirit itself bears witness in our spirit that we are the technons of God. But everybody reads sons. In other words, you are a son by technon, by sperm, he says, being born again, not of corruptible seed, but of the incorruptible seed. He says that that which is born of God, what? Cannot what? Cannot what? Seed. For his seed what? What does the Amplified say? He says, no one begotten of God, no technon, uh-huh, deliberately, knowingly, and habitually practices sin. For God's nature abides in him, his principle of life, the divine sperm. Are you hearing me? So, you are by spam technology. But you see, you must cultivate a relationship with God to be his as well. You are his child by spam. But are you his child by relationship? Do you relate with him like you relate with your father? Do you even understand what it means to carry a relationship with him as your father? Because if that relationship is not built, you cannot claim being led of the spirit. You cannot cry above father. That means that your intercession is frustrated. That's why many people don't even know. They can't intercede. Because their life of intercession is a miss. They're technons without a heels experience trying to call on the father. You're wasting time. You're wasting time. And that's the shifting from Nepios to Teleos. Because a technon can be Nepios. <laughs> but no heels can be teleos, can be nepios. Huh? So, every technon at the onset of salvation is actually an nepios. But they grow through the process and become teleos by reason of the heels. Oh, am, I... yes, huh? yes, am I making sense? Yes, now, let me show you something about people who don't understand the grace message. Galatians 3. <laughs> Get a stone. Let me finish with that because of time. Galatians 3, verse 24. Galatians 3, verses 24. Now, let me read it for you in the right rendering. Listen. Listen. Wherefore, the law was our schoolmaster to bring us unto Christ, that we might be justified by faith. Uh-huh. But after that faith is come, we are no longer under a schoolmaster. For ye are all heels of God by faith in Christ. That means if a man has not even understood grace. Do you understand me? Do you understand me? No, let's read it again. Let's begin. He says, wherefore, read. The law was our schoolmaster 
to bring us unto Christ, that we might be justified by faith. So faith comes in the picture. Next verse says, uh huh. But after faith is come, we are no longer under. Give me the amplified. Amplified from 14. You love it. Right, let's read. Uh-huh. So that the Lord served to us, Jews, as our trainer, our guardian, our guide to Christ, to lead us until Christ came, that we might be justified, declared righteous, put in right standing with God by and through faith. But now that the faith has come, we are no longer under a trainer, the guardian of our childhood. For in Christ Jesus, we are all heroes of God through faith. Because we have left the law and come into grace. Now, no man who is still under the law is mature, even if he has preached for 40 years. Even if he's a grandfather in preaching and he has a hundred churches, if he doesn't know the grace and law, and if he has not shifted from the law, if he's not carrying the faith in Christ, but is still under a schoolmaster, that man is technon without a heos experience and perhaps could carry tendencies and confrontations of nepioses among them which are teleos. Raise your hand and speak to God. Speak in tongues. Tell God, grow me God. I need to know you God. This is eternal life. That you might know the one true God. And the only son Jesus. Seize the air Seize the air
name of Jesus, we decree and declare that every day as you teach us and work in our lives, we're shifting from being babes and growing every other day to teleos. That God will carry heals experiences. The place where we carry adoption and sonship by reason of the relationship. Because we know we already have the ultimate relationship. We are the technicians of God. We carry the divine spark. God calls every man and woman in this building to enter a depth of relationship with you. To carry the line of heels like never before. Holy Spirit, deal with us, bend us, kill us. Whatever needs to be done for us to be led by you, God. The entrance of your word brings light and giveth understanding to your simple. I'm better than I came today. Something changed in my life. Give the Lord a mighty hand of praise. Say amen. Say amen. Say amen. Now listen. I don't want to close this without giving an opportunity to somebody who says, I, I want to be a child of God. I'm not born again. If you want to be born again, put up your hand. I want to pray with you now. If you want to accept Jesus as your Lord and Savior, put up your hand right now and accept Him. If you want to be born again now, put up your hand. There's somebody. God bless you. Is anybody else? Is anybody else? Is anybody else? Is anybody else? Say, Lord Jesus, I believe in my heart. I confess with my mouth that I'm born again. Amen. Hallelujah. The message you have just heard was brought to you by Fenero Ministries International. For more information, contact us on telephone number 041 466 4291 or email us at at gmail.com. You can also find us on the web at www.funero.org. Or better still, feel free to join us every Thursday for our weekly fellowships at Uma Multipurpose Hall from 5 p.m. to 8 p.m. You can also catch the live stream at livestream.com slash Fenero. Fenero, make manifest. <laughs>